time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. What you're about to watch is a nightmare. It is not meant to be prophetic. It need not happen. It's the fervent and urgent prayer of all men of goodwill that it never shall happen. But in this place, in this moment, it does happen. This is the Twilight Zone. Episode 68 of the Twilight Zone was The Shelter. And uh, Sean, this is uh, this is a part of my Why Keith Doesn't Get to Know His Neighbors trilogy. <laughs> um, so, so there's... Um, uh, there's obviously the monsters are due on Maple Street, which this episode reminded me of that, and that's why basically. <laughs> uh, there's the shelter, and then there, there, there's a third one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to put something about that. Maybe I'll uh, I'll I'll remember it uh, before. What the was end. what there's was the one with, with the was the bad guy Carstairs or whatever the heck his name was? Um, he. Uh, it was like one family was waiting to get on a, a spaceship. I'll look it up. Uh, there was it's, third from the sun where like the, the dude that uh, from the, from the plant, he was, uh, I, I don't think he was really their neighbor. That, that was more like why I, yeah, he like worked with them. Yeah. That would be part of why it doesn't pay to get to know your coworkers. There you go. Completely I, different. I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a trilogy. In <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was third from the sun that I was thinking. I mean, of. everything's got to be a trilogy, so there's got to be there's got to be one that that's clearly about a neighborhood gone totally wrong. There's always some some rough neighbors. Um, I know that uh, actually, yeah. There's uh, never mind. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, it's just me sitting here producing good radio as usual. <laughs> So as we're uh, watching this episode, uh, we, we, we join a, a neighborhood party in progress. I, I think it's supposed to be a birthday party for uh, the neighborhood doctor. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody's uh, fine. And they, they, um, they, there's, uh, there's a couple speeches and, uh, you know, they say some, some very uh, pro forma things to indicate that they really like the doctor. And the doctor really likes them. And everybody's uh, everybody's pals. You think, wow, this can't be a Twilight Zone episode. Everything is so delightful. <laughs> I bet the bottom's going to drop out pretty soon. <laughs> Probably very quickly. <laughs> and uh, and actually, it does. Like while they're in the middle, it's it's a, it's a little like when uh, in, in the movie Signs, when um, you know they're they're talking to the uh, to the police officer, and and then suddenly. Like there's crop circles everywhere. Uh, yeah, it, it's basically sort of the same thing where they're they're sitting there uh, uh, talking so delightfully, cutting the cake, and then suddenly uh, one of the doctor's uh, kids. Actually, I think it might be the only child, but anyway, a, a child of the doctor walks in and says, "Hey, uh, there's something funny going on on the TV. They told everybody to turn to the Civil Defense Channel, <laughs> and uh, they do, and they they basically say that there's a bunch of uh, UAPs." Uh, as we call them today, mm-hmm. uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. <laughs> um, and uh, everybody is supposed to seek shelter immediately. And, and I'm not sure if, if 
you know, I, I guess it doesn't matter from the the standpoint of the story, but I'm not I'm not sure if it's like a national thing or yeah. meant to be just a you know, it it's going to land in whatever town they're in. So so they're. Um, I would imagine it's probably it's probably like a regional thing, unless like <clears throat> they just think it's going to be nukes covering the the country. Because you know, at this point, we're what 15, 16 years removed from uh, <clears throat> uh, August nineteen forty five, and uh, you know, we see what happened in Japan, and you know, at the fallout that it, that can happen um, in such a large radius. So. And also, I would assume that uh, if one city gets nuked, there's probably going to be subsequent cities that are nuked. One would imagine. Yeah, that, that's uh, just get straight. Obviously, it, it never happened, but uh, one, one would think that's how how things would play out. Um, it is. I love this episode so much. It's so good. It's it's. But it, it, it is fun. It, like, if we can get more than seven minutes out of, out of this this episode of Time Enough at Last, it, it'll be a miracle. Because <laughs> because there are really three things that happen in this episode. Uh, there, there really are, yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the kid says, hey, there's this weird thing going on in the Civil Defense Channel. They all sort of scatter. The doctor and his family start, um, start uh, um, you know gathering stuff for their shelter, which by the way, uh, as, as if to foreshadow that something was going to happen involving the shelter, uh, not only, you know, in addition to the episode being called the shelter, <laughs> when they're all patting the doctor on the back, they are talking about, Hey, you know, this doctor is great. Even when he was building his shelter in the backyard. Yeah. They make fun of him for it. Um, yeah. The uh, do you think their last name is Stockton because they, they keep stocks of food in the, in the, in the shelter? Was that was that just them trying to like think up a name and they're like, well, this is well stocked, uh, Paul Stockton, or, or is it because they use stocked music? <laughs> that uh, might be it. Music in this <laughs> in the previous episode, they use a ton uh, of stock. They, they they do yes. It's a, it's basically the theme of uh, of the episode. Uh, could very well be. Um, uh, I I I uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a very not a very uh, Rod Sterling esque sort of name. It doesn't no. have usual usual whimsy you would associate uh, with, <laughs> with Rod Sterling. It's no Max Power. It, it, no, it isn't. It, it definitely isn't. Uh, if you're playing the Time Enough at Last <laughs> Simpsons reference uh, drinking game, uh, there, there's one. Um, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. You know, they start to there's uh, Dr. Stockton starts stocking his shelter. And then, um, you know, f- first of all, he has a nice uh, emotional discussion with his wife about, you know, why would we even want to survive and, you know, crawl over the dead bodies of our neighbors? And then lo and behold, one of aforementioned neighbors shows up and, uh, you know, that's going to be good. Um, only room for three. No room. No room at the end. Yeah, which uh, also, by the way, uh, happened in an episode of The Simpsons. If you remember, I was going to ask you if they Treehouse of Horror this episode. No, it, or not. it actually was not a Treehouse of Horror. It was an episode where Bart discovered a comet. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, yeah. 
and uh, um, Ned Flanders, you know, the um, stupid, sexy. Flanders. Yeah. The, the comet was going to hit Springfield and only Springfield. Yeah. And um, uh, Flanders was the only but only guy in town who had a sh- a bomb shelter. That's right. And, and so everybody was, you know, like trying to get in. And then it turned out they had enough room for everybody except one person. And then obviously Flanders ended up being the guy that they decided they were going to kick out. So <laughs> and I, he I completely know. accepted it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well. Oh, okay. And, and then I believe he handed uh, Rod or Todd a shotgun and said, now if daddy tries to get back in here, you know what to do. Yes, dad. It was a great moment. And then, so uh, everybody take a drink. Yeah, and then, and then Rod <laughs> actually like cocks the shotgun. He's like, yeah, I know, Dad. Uh, great, great Flanders moment. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, his uh, his neighbor, I, I don't know the neighbor's name, but his neighbor's names don't actually mean anything in, in this episode. They're just, they're kind of, you know, interchangeable jerks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I saw the interchangeable jerks play at Lollapalooza. Fantastic. Uh, oh man, they—they're only good when they open for Jane's Addiction. But you know what? They're good. Yeah, yeah, they—they they are. Um, so he makes it clear to uh, fungible neighbor number one that there's only room for three people in their shelter, and uh, and uh, you know he's he's going to have to just accept the fact that his uh, his family is going to die a fiery death. They do not care. Uh, which he enthusiastically embraces. <laughs> uh, actually, he does not. Uh, no. Then, then more fungible neighbors start showing up. And, uh, you know, for the first guy, he, he says to the rest of them, hey, he's not going to let us in. Uh, they start uh, pounding on the door. Then they start arguing amongst themselves because, you know, basically they come to the conclusion, hey, he's got to let one family in, right? And so then they start fighting against each other. And it turns out that uh, apparently it was a neighborhood of Trump supporters. <laughs> the very first thing that happens is the, the, the one neighbor is like, you know, all you foreigners come over here and decide that you have access to our shelters. I thought you were just going to I thought you were going to draw the parallel of breaking into a building that they're not allowed. To be. Oh, well, well, yeah, that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So on, on all accounts, because you got the, uh, you know, you furners always come over here and then they just start breaking into a place thinking they're entitled to it, to walk right into it, whether they own it or not. Oh, my God. Um, kind of, they, they do a pretty good job of, of uh, direction in this. I, I think they actually like really kind of just through the the angles and, and, and how, how this episode is shot, they really do a, a good job of conveying just like how, how scary that really would be. I mean, you know, if you and your fan, you and your 1.0 kid mm-hmm. um, are in a, you know, in a shelter and, you know, people who you loved and trusted to the point where you said, what's the point in living if we just have to step over their dead bodies when we get out right. of here, that they're turning against you. And, of course, the true horror at the end is that, um, you know, these people, how people can turn on you so quickly, but just like the battering ram scene and all that stuff, it's it's very, very well done. I love this episode so much. Do you think Dr. Stockton uh, held it over his wife for like years afterwards that, hey, you, you thought our neighbors were great and look what they did like five minutes after you said that. 
Oh, you're just gonna collect. Uh, you're just gonna collect the Henderson's mail again. Do you do you remember sixty one? <laughs> it's like really, we're gonna walk their dog while they're on vacation. <laughs> well, it's not the dog's fault, Bill. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we shouldn't uh, sh- shouldn't uh, cast aspersions on the dog because of course not. Never. Yeah. yeah. Listen, the dog wasn't there trying to get into the shelter. They they didn't even care about the dog. Did, did the dog it? accepted its fate. It was a St. Right. Bernard, so you know it's smart and you yeah. know reasonable. So yeah. Um. <laughs> so you know, after uh, some some wailing and gnashing of teeth and some some racial epithets the thrown thrown around, um, uh, you know, then they 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 go to you know the the next block over. And uh, you know they get a, a a big length of pipe, which I I, th- I think the the discussion before they do that is absolutely delightful. <laughs> apparently, nobody on their block has pipe, but they know that somebody you know on the on the next street over has pipe. I like that how that's the dialogue that doesn't get cut in like <laughs> in in a twenty two minute episode. Yeah. Uh, so, so they decide, okay, well, we'll go over to, you know, Bob's house and we'll get, we'll get him to, you know, give us his, his pipe so that we can bust in the door. And, and they literally have the discussion of, well, we can't let him know that we have a shelter. And then, and then even, you know, the, the one neighbor is like, well, it's not our shelter. It's, it's his shelter. And, and but, but that doesn't actually uh, move anybody because they do no. have- and uh, so eventually they, they, they bust down the door, which makes the shelter useless. I mean, it's just, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing that they can do if the people inside the shelter say no, because it's like, if you break open the shelter, that radiation is just going to come in. You can't just like, you know, tie it shut with like a, a t-shirt or something like that. A t-shirt? Um, but yeah, because everybody was wearing dress shirts all the time. It's true. All t-shirts, bunch of st- uh, starched collars in the uh, in the twilight zone. Uh, so right about the time that they bust down the door and uh, and and start you know mobbing the shelter, <laughs> uh, that's about the time the uh, the civil defense radio uh, announcer comes back on and says uh, the the UAPs have been identified and they're satellites uh, burning up in the atmosphere. Uh, they're not missiles. Everybody can go about their daily lives again. No problem. Man, I bet those neighbors feel like real dum-dums. Um, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta save your, your meltdowns for the actual nuclear attacks. I mean, how, how do you like, uh, how do you exist around somebody that you like tried to murder? Like when the, you know, when, I mean, how, how do you have the gall to ask the Stocktons to, to watch your dog? It's, I mean, that, that is, yeah, there's no other way to describe it. That's, that's unmitigated gall. We tried to kill you. Can you uh, take care of our dog? That, that'd be great. He's totally fine. He doesn't jump up anymore. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, but my uh, my second favorite thing after they argue about whether or not to alert 
the guy in the next block that, that day had a shelter is, uh, is like two minutes later after they, they were just knocking down this guy's uh, door and, you know, uh, try, trying to break into a shelter. They're like, you know, it'll make it better. We'll, we'll take up a collection and we'll, we'll pay for your door that we broke. Uh, and then we'll have a block party. Won't that be great? <laughs> And then a car will like light up by itself and then we'll all fight each other uh, before the aliens on the cliff uh, can, can uh, do it themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it would have been fantastic if they used like the, the same cast from this, you know, from, from the oh, would have been awesome. It would <laughs> There should be like a running gag in the twilight zone where the exact same set of characters, like, continue to like distrust each other and like uh, get into these fights like every three years. That's kind of what they do with um, uh, American horror story, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. they have the same actors playing. Yeah. Playing different people. So that's kind of, Oh, I'm saying the same characters. It should be just like, man, they just can't get it right. (laughs) These are not the neighbors you want to have. Those Hendersons and Stocktons. Um, there is uh, so the there's a, a, a part on the um, Wikipedia page for this entry, and I hate to be as basic as Wikipedia again, but um, <laughs> labeled context and. It says uh, the episode aired after a summer in which the fallout shelter had loomed large in national discourse to the Berlin crisis of 61 meeting with Kennedy in Vienna. Nikita Khrushchev insisted not for the first time that NATO troops uh, withdraw from Berlin, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, of course, Khrushchev is the, we will bury you with the shoe on the table. Um, Kennedy responded seven weeks later, stating his intention to ensure access to shelters in the event of nuclear attack on the U S um, so in the aftermath, after the speech, numerous companies began producing shelters. Products were sold with explicit reference to the shelters. Foam Etz toothpaste tablets boasted that they could be used wherever you are, even in a family fallout shelter. Rudd certainly saw an opportunity for urgent social commentary and rushed into production an episode that would comment on prevailing anxieties. So this was like, you know, uh, how like South Park is kind of famous for like kind of being able to write and produce an episode on very current things, even like within a day sometimes. Like this is, again, like, you know, two weeks, two weeks is, is basically a day now. Uh, it is basically, yeah, and um, yeah. By the way, I, I figured out what the third uh, episode yes. in the "This Is Why People Doesn't Get to Know His Neighbors" trilogy uh, that would be. It's a good life, the one with the uh, the one with the kid. Yes. Yeah, I I, th- I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be the third one. God, that one's so good. Actually, um, when I when I realized today that um, <clears throat> that. Uh, uh, Twilight Zone was taken off of uh, Netflix. It's on Hulu now. Mm-hmm. Um, when you search for it, it suggests Twilight Zone the movie, and I'm like, oh man, I need to watch that again and get completely terrified because their 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 uh, remake of It's a Good Life <clears throat> is so scary. It's just so I remember being just d- destroyed as a kid with the scene with the uh, sister with no mouth. One of the scariest things I've oh, ever yeah, seen in my life. Yeah, and uh, um, the uh, the girl, the the woman who plays Bart, she's actually in that. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. You're uh, right. So yeah. There's another uh, for for those of you playing the drinking game. There's That's another three. One. So three um, shots. <laughs> so uh, so 
I mean, you, you live in North Alabama, and uh, several years ago there was a uh, there was a storm that caused some trouble with the the nuclear power plant uh, there, and because of that, uh, the power was out for for several days. And um, I, I mean, like, wasn't it almost a week? It was. It was uh, at, at the very least. I was in D.C. at the time, so I, uh, I thankfully I didn't live through it. But I remember my parents were like, you know, literally cooking eggs and bacon over a fire in their backyard because it was at yeah. least a week. Um, <clears throat> at that point, I actually did buy like a small stash of non-perishable stuff. It's not a bad idea. It, just and just like it, it wasn't even in the kitchen. Like I stuck it in a in a in a back closet so that. You know, if if stuff ever went down, nobody would even suspect it was there. Never, <laughs> literally, never told one of my neighbors that it was there. Oh no! Don't tell your neighbors. I would only tell people who didn't know where I lived, like people that I worked with that had no idea where I lived. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I did this, so that I'd be ready. In fact, I would if I was building a shelter, I would put up some kind of temporary like tent around it, so no one would know that it was there. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that this week because somehow uh, in on YouTube, um, you know, the algorithm can be kind of weird sometimes. And for some reason, the things that keep showing up for me are people, uh, furniture flippers, like, like their videos. Yeah. And uh, Atlas Doomsday Shelters. <laughs> that specific account keeps showing up. And they were they were showing like this this shelter that they were putting in. And I'm like, well, that's going to be obvious that the neighbors are there. Yeah. Oh yeah. The neighbors that it's there. You don't want to do that. You gotta you gotta do something to. You to gotta build it quickly. Through. You gotta build build it quietly and then cover it up with some grass. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like uh, the the shelter they built in Virginia for Congress uh, the, in the Greenbrier uh, Resort. Yeah. They they came up with a. You know, they 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 figured out how to make it not look like they were building a shelter there when they were building a shelter there. Just a really nice hotel. <laughs> that, that, that's all it is. So, um, uh, you know, luckily nobody listening to this podcast necessarily knows where I live. Uh, but but uh, yeah, in, in case anybody gets any ideas, no, we, we got rid of the, the non perishable food a long time ago. So um, I, I can definitely say that. Uh, in the great uh, toilet paper hoarding of 2020, I ran out of my last roll like a month ago. Nice. So, so it helped out. And I didn't even go nuts. Like I just kind of like bought it when it was available just in case for like, you know, during March and April. So we'll, we'll be telling, uh, we'll be telling our, our kids and grandkids of, of the great toilet paper hoarding of, of 2020. Oh, God. Grandpa's talking about toilet paper again. No moral, no message, no prophetic tract. Just a simple statement of fact. For civilization to survive, the human race has to remain civilized. Tonight's very small exercise in logic from the Twilight Zone. Gabatron.